I just want to look good for the boys! Settle down. Settle down. Settle down! And welcome, students. Isn't it exciting? We're coming to the end of the school year, so... Fearbook Planning Committee is officially in session! I could have sworn fresh meat orientation was just yesterday. Anyway, as your faculty advisor, I have a few reminders to go over before I let you go off to plan the best and bloodiest fearbook this very real high school has ever seen. First, please don't forget to include fearbook pages for our otherworldly students. Ghosts, vampires, etc. Sure, they usually can't be captured by traditional film cameras, but that doesn't mean they don't deserve spooky blank fearbook pages in their honor. Second, school psychologist Dr. Loomis is retiring this year, so please reserve a full page dedication for him. He's leaving to pursue his passion, berating people who constantly underestimate serial murderers. And lastly, have fun! It's your senior year fearbook, and you're in charge of planning it! It's a chance to look back on all you've learned and accomplished and dissected in your seemingly extremely short high school careers. Don't squander this opportunity to carve your mark. Well, hello. Welcome to Look Good for the Bunk, the fictional high school we attend and the very real beer book committee we created with our friends from Look Good for the Boys. It's a crossover episode. I'm Juliet. I'm Juliet from Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast. I'm Robin, also from Bunk 237, a horror movie podcast. I'm Philip Johnson from Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. I'm Andy. I don't know where I'm from, JK. (laughs) I'm from, you guessed it, Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. We're so excited that everyone's here at once to talk about what we've been doing for the last year. And I, we just had orientation, I feel like, pretty recently uh, at our fake school. Uh, and But now it's already the end of the year, and now it's time to review everything we did. And we are, of course, the nerds in the, in the yearbook committee. Can I ask you guys a question? Were you guys in yearbook in school? I was not. No. So no. no. My girlfriend <laughs> was the editor of the newspaper, you can't take credit for that. I can't remember <laughs> if she was involved in your book or not. No, I mean in high school. Like I mean, I was her. I was her muse. <laughs> no, I don't. I no. I, I wasn't involved in your book. I was in the yearbook a bunch because I, I knew people. Everybody was Andy. No. That's what your books are. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> I mean, there are other pictures like used for like you know the splash pages and stuff sure. right like I, I was in there more than you just my star. picture oh, okay. okay all right all right so you but are, yeah you were you were in the yearbook I, I was i was on yearbook i was the editor-in-chief of my yearbook for Whoa. like three years i know i also went to a small school so it was pretty easy to move up that ladder but yeah i was <laughs> definitely on yearbook i was on newspaper i was very cool real cool uh, but you know, I think between me and Andy, I think we're experts at this. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I look. I know. I know how. It, I actually, I don't know anything about it. Well, you two lead well, the way. We will follow. We, <laughs> right. we have a, a lot of superlatives to to go through the nominees for. 
everyone gets one nominee per superlative. Andy, were you year. did you win a superlative or were you just on the other pages? I was just on the other page. It was just, <laughs> it was just I just had friends, you know. I just had connections and I exploited those connections. What can I say? So you were a stock model is what you're saying. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was I was that. clip art. <laughs> uh, we didn't have superlatives in our yearbook. We had a separate... Uh, that's very healthy. Yeah, we had a separate thing <laughs> released by... Yeah. <laughs> released by the newspaper staff instead of the yearbook staff called the Senior Supplement. And that's where all of the, like, you know, best smile mm. and all that was. I, not to brag, I won best hair. You did. So you yeah. did win a superlative. Yeah. So wow. I, I, yeah, it's, it's just not in the yearbook, just separate. Oh, you were just given a separate award for your hair. <laughs> and they, and my first senior <laughs> quote, yeah, <laughs> my first senior quote got rejected because it encouraged violence. So they <laughs> couldn't print it. So they, I had to replace it with a different one. My first senior quote was from Pump Up the Volume. It was, I say, rise up in the cafeterias and stab them with their plastic forks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they said, no, you can't say that. So I, I went with a quote from Beloved. That might Beloved. not be appropriate for the yearbook, but I think it is very appropriate for the fear book. Yeah, we'll <laughs> absolutely we're print now. that. We will 100% print that. Yeah. I am vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to our first superlative, uh, which is obviously most likely to survive. This is your favorite final girl, your favorite survivor in horror. Who wants to go first? I do want to just say right off the top of the bat, Andy and I had already decided, I don't know if we mentioned this to you or not, that we were going to not do anything from the Friday the 13th series because we covered all 12 films exhaustively. So we really had to limit ourselves um, <laughs> because uh, almost every, like there's so many people that would just cover this one category in that series. Yeah, we, we, we decided mm. that we could there'd be multiple responses for each of these from just the Friday the 13th movies alone. So we, we just made a hard <laughs> and fast decision of that's just not allowed. And the Night of the Demons movies are also we've decided we can't we can't go to the, that well. So those being off the table. I'll just throw mine out. I went with Jen from Wrong Turn 2021, the new one that came out this last year. Oh, a new, a new one. Yeah. And it's, if you haven't seen it, it's really good. Surprisingly good. We did a whole episode where we told everybody that hated it, that they're wrong. They're very wrong. That movie is great. (laughs) It's great. But specifically, and I'm not going to say anything to spoil it. I will just say that the, the last bit of the film, the final thing that happens just elevates her from just normal survivor to like badass hardcore survivor. Ooh, all right. So yeah, check it out. Jen from put that on my put that on my to watch list. Yeah, it's and it's it's one of those films I think where like in that scenario, like if she survived that whole thing, she's she's sticking around. Nothing's (laughs) getting her. (laughs) She goes through a lot in that movie. Well, I'm a I'm a Halloween girl at heart, so I had to go with Laurie Strode. She's the ultimate. I'm also I, I've I've started this this quest where I'm watching all the Halloweens, Friday the Thirteenth, and Nightmare on Elm Streets in order. 
um, <laughs> which is uh, a lot of three ninety nine rentals on Amazon, <laughs> uh, and also sometimes hard to get through. Um, but Lori Strode uh, has a special place in my heart, and um, she's still going today. So I have can't a question. I have a question for you though yeah. about Lori Strode. Do you consider the separate Lori Strodes scattered throughout the Halloween multiverse? to be distinct like are you talking laurie strode i'm talking are they about, all the same laurie strode no, or do you mean specifically I'm halloween too jamie lee curtis <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm talking about <laughs> that's the yeah that's where my laurie strode universe starts and ends is with jamie lee curtis so just jamie lee curtis as a, like the spiritual avatar of Laurie yes. Strode. Okay, exactly. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure you all have these like great final girls. We, we've already heard two. Mine is the, who we have dubbed the slow-mo girl from The Last Shark. Um, <laughs> she's a, she, she jumps from her boyfriend on the beach and says, I'm going for a swim. Who's coming with me? And runs into the beach in slow motion and she's just bouncing out of her swimsuit. <laughs> Literally out of her swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and dives into the water. And here's the thing. The sharks come in. Like, the shark comes in to the, the area where they're swimming. And it's this whole sequence that's set up to be like, oh, gosh. She and all of these people that are jumping into the water to swim are going to fucking die. And then they don't. The shark <laughs> just leaves, I guess. And that's the whole scene. And so she's my she's my most likely to survive because she she enters an area where there's danger and the danger just takes off. The danger's wow. just so impressed with her that it just says, "You know what? You're good. You have this. I'm I'm out." My nomination for most likely to survive uh, is the xenomorph XX121, aka the alien from 1996's Aliens. Uh, <laughs> because here's the deal. She's relentless. She's good at hiding in the dark. She's not afraid to fight. She has radioactive blood. And all of her instincts are to survive. And even though she kind of dies in every film, she also comes back in every film. She's never ending. That's my nomination. Yeah, the Xenomorph is a formidable enemy I would not want to face even more. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's ancient evil, you know? <laughs> right, right. Not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> alive forever. Yeah, I think that's an interesting <laughs> twist to choose like a threat for most likely to survive. Like, yeah. what really survive? Michael Myers probably is the most <laughs> right, likely. Right, right. <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, this this is uh, Andy Sell's category. It's best sca hair for the best hair in horror. What do you got, Andy? Oh well, I mean, I have a As lot of as the resident. <laughs> Best hair winner. As the as the current reigning best hair champion, <laughs> it is hard to look at these contenders and uh, and just not love all of them. They're, that's the thing. I think more than almost any other category, this is the one I had the hardest time with, just because there's so many characters in so many of these movies with amazing hair. Um, but I think I have to go with I, it's. I, is it too early to to call a tie? No. Oh, no. I just want to give it to everyone in the movie Witchboard. <laughs> everyone in Witchboard has the best hair, but specifically, 
specifically Zarabeth and probably more specifically uh, Tani Katane's character, Linda, just, oh my, and, and also RIP Tani Katane passed away this year. So, um, you know, this is also an in memoriam, I guess. I didn't mean to make this that dark. Um, it's a horror movie podcast, Andy. But she's, <laughs> she's, she's great. Uh, terrific hair. Just wonderful, just everywhere, great. red that, hair. Great hair. I agree. Yeah. That's great hair. My, mine's another sort of pop culture figure. Mine is um, Tara Sultan from 2005's House of Wax. Mm. She sold those bleach blonde mm-hmm. extensions and those mm-hmm. lower track suits. Like, those kind of go hand in hand to me with her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Her extensions in that movie are very good. And they yeah. kind of, like, in her death scene when she gets impaled by the thing, the way it kind of stretches out, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about that movie later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I really, I know it's, like, not a great movie, but it's such a fun, enjoyable mm, movie. I would disagree with that. <laughs> I really like that movie I, it's, I'm going to go good, ahead and say yeah. it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in a bit. <laughs> um, love it, love it. Philip, what do you got for best hair? So I actually went with one of our favorite characters, favorite victims, I should say, from the Leprechaun series, Leprechaun in the Hood, uh, Fontaine. So we talk a lot about her on our um, coverage of the Leprechaun series when we're ranking all the victims. And Fontaine makes it, I want to say it's either number four or five she gets in our top 10 hottest victims of the Leprechaun. And she is just so beautiful. Her outfits are amazing. She is the only trans character in the entire series. Uh, and she just rocks her role so hard. And her hair is stunning. It's just this beautiful, <laughs> like, flowing blonde hair that I just looks so good with all her pink outfits. I love her so much. Oh, nice. Fontaine forever. Mm-hmm. Um, my vote for best hair goes to... Uh, Margot Kidder's bangs specifically <gasps> in Black Christmas. Ooh, they that's a frame her face perfectly. They are timeless. Mm-hmm. They're just like she's got the like perfect little like fringy fringe on the front and then the little side bangs. I'm just very jealous of them is what it is. I, I think those bangs help her get away with a lot of things. I feel like <laughs> yes. I feel like people yeah. would be more upset about some of the things she says in that movie <laughs> if it weren't for those bangs. It's so true. She hides behind that hair. No, that's it's terrific. She's those yeah. are all very good choices. Yeah. Um, I love them all. Yeah. Next we have the space cadet, your favorite space horror character creature situation. Mine is from the film that we just watched at Gorientation. It's uh, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson from The Faculty. Uh, I guess I just like alien queens, you know, like because she's an alien queen. She can shape shift and she can do an accent. Uh, And honestly, I guess except for the fact that she wanted to like take over Earth and implant herself in everyone. um, She really was like nice. And like, I mean, she seemed to want to better people. Yeah. And she also like wanted to be friends with everyone. And she seemed really like open and like non judgy, you know, the way she was like kind of talking to all the burners and like all the sort of weirdos and like, and I don't, I really liked her, even though she was like evil and died at the end. I forgot to bring this up last week, but I actually had meant to mention how great of a friend Mary Beth is. Right? She's a good <laughs> like, she's friend. She's so sweet to Stokely. She's she so supportive. Is. She's yeah. a supportive, like nice friend. And especially as the new girl in the school, like you think she might be kind of weird or kind of odd or whatever, but she like, as the new girl, she like went around and really tried to talk to everyone and really tried to bring people together. 
And Man, I mean, through maybe they should have let the aliens win. Yeah, in that movie. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this in the other episode, but I I'm really susceptible to the idea of being <laughs> implanted, <laughs> <laughs> putting my brain on autopilot. I'm into it. She's nice. Yeah. No, I I, yeah. I yeah, like I said, I she gives that whole speech about her planet and like you know what it, how beautiful it was and how she wants that again it's just like I, you, i'm sold lady you're like you're like if daenerys targaryen was the dragon i'm in oh my God, before yeah, she you know before she turned bad even. right right yeah. yeah so we actually only besides friday the 13th jason x we only watched one space horror and so ours was leprechaun 4 so i went with dr mittenhands the uh, the head the head doctor head scientist of the the spaceship, yeah. who ends up being turned into a tarantula scorpion combo. Yeah. Yeah. But even before that, he's incredible. I love his accent. I love <laughs> how you know, I don't know. He's just very goal oriented. He has his mission, and he doesn't care about anybody else. <laughs> he's a go getter. I love it. Yeah, Mittenhands is a problem. <laughs> I from that same movie because yes. Only space horror we watched outside of Jason X, which we should remedy that. I feel like we should make an effort to do more space horror on our show. I agree. Uh, also from Leprechaun 4, sorry. Sticks. The space marine sticks because he's, one, he survives, and two, he's played by Miguel A. Nunez, who is a horror hero to me. Uh, and it's funny because we didn't talk about him in our Leprechaun episode because he survives. So, Ooh. yeah. Well, he's finally getting his due. Yeah. Um, we, I think, also only watched one space horror, uh, which was Aliens. Um, and I had to go with Vasquez. Um, not really because of the character, but more because of the actress. Yeah, I almost, <laughs> oh my God, Robin, I almost had the same nomination. Because Jeanette Goldstein, first of all, is <laughs> not at all Latina. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I believe this is true. She auditioned for the part thinking that the alien was like an uh, like an illegal immigrant alien situation, not uh, a fake wow. horror movie. And then third of all, now it, she owns Jeanette Bras, which is yep. a bra company for busty women. And I just wow. think she's perfect in every way. What a journey she's been on. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, just mind-blowing wonderful stuff she's great yeah she, well she's in a lot of others i'm like it's I mean, her, she's in, she's in terminator she, the character 2 is very fun too yeah yeah, yeah. Well, the character the character is a lot of fun it's you know it's one of those things you kind of right. got to get past uh, right. a certain gotta issue get past the, yeah. the brown face you have to get past <laughs> the brown face, face. Yeah. yeah 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 sorry oh we have to name it you're right uh yeah but yeah other than that she's great that her response to Hicks, the no, it's Hudson. I always confuse Hudson and Hicks. But the, do you ever get mistaken for a woman or <laughs> oh, for yeah. a man? And she goes, "No, do you?" <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah, oh, good. Quippy. Yeah, Very she's quippy. got those fantastic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Next up, we got Beauty and Brains, smartest character. Who wants to go first? So I took a different approach to this a little bit. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we had talked about brains, maybe a yes. bit of a zombie thing. Zom 
So I kind of went beauty brains, like the hottest zombie character, because we watched Love a it. lot of zombie films. Uh, so I went with the character of Chuck from Zombie 4 After Death, played by uh, adult film star Jeff Stryker. Um, I personally have seen a lot of Jeff Stryker from a lot of different angles, <laughs> and I am always a fan. <laughs> so that's my nomination for the beauty and brains. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> to be fair, in that movie, he he's not smart. But he is like the one that when they're reading the book of the dead, he stops reading. When it says, mm. read the following words to summon the dead, and he <laughs> stops reading. And the other guy's smart. like, why'd That's you smart. stop? Yeah, yeah. Like Jeff Stryker is the smart one in that scenario. Which is saying something yeah. about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, I kind of went with the zombie route too. I kind of struggle with this one because there's a lot of characters, but I also, I don't know. We watched a lot. <laughs> I couldn't really remember. I mean, Gail from Nightmare Beach, maybe. But I also went the zombie route and went with uh, Mrs. Menard from Zombie. Um, just because how iconic her death is. She's not smart. Well, she is smart because she's trying to talk her husband into leaving the she's fucking island. She's literally the only one on the island wanting to leave. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I stand by it. Mrs. Menard. Nice. I like it. Well, we didn't watch too many. I mean, we watched some zombie. We didn't do a whole ton of zombie stuff. So uh, I didn't go the zombie route. Instead, I went with Marty from Cabin in the Woods. <gasps> he is um, the smartest. He's he smart. is the smartest yeah. because yeah, yeah. he smokes weed. <laughs> but at the end, he's such a he prick. <laughs> he's what such an asshole about? at the end. He's literally dooming all of the humanity He's because right, he has a one. I know. I'm kind of on his over. side with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that too. To start over. <laughs> I don't know. I knew. feel like we're he not. You, there were puppeteers the whole time. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. That's very true. Uh, I also went a little bit of a different route for Beauty and the Brains for the smartest people I know in horror um, because the only people I could think of was Keith Garcia and Andy Sell. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Oh, I want to know well, both of you. Uh, Keith is it. the artistic director at the Z Film Center. He's been a longtime programmer. Um, I met him when he was doing midnight movies at the Mayan. I mean, if you live in Denver and you are anywhere in the proximity of Keith, like go watch any movie that he recommends. Um, he always has the like best, most interesting films in his programming. He can talk endlessly about it, and I feel that way about Andy Sell. Uh, I feel like, you know, your encyclopedic, like, horror knowledge is so impressive. And I think more than just, like, trivia and sort of naming off stuff, you, I think you're really good at understanding the context of why, like, this film led to this film led to this film. I feel like I could just call you and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And just get probably more than I need to know about anything. Tiet, are you saying that you think I'm pretty? <laughs> I am. I because think right. thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no, seriously, that's ah uh, shucks. I'm gonna turn my camera off. <laughs> thank you. Well, that was just lovely. That's nice. Uh, next up, we got Teacher's Creature, your favorite creature from a horror movie that you've watched. Mine, uh, this is also from The Cabin in the Woods, and it's such a small minor character, but it's the killer unicorn that has, <laughs> like, 
45 seconds of screen time, if that, maybe. It's sort of listed on the board, uh, of the betting board. Um, mm-hmm. And it's such a, it's such like a funny, it's so funny and so dumb and kind of obvious in the joke of like the killer unicorn. And while I was sort of just doing some kind of general research about the movie, it was like uh, talking about unicorns and how like an older folklore, unicorns are actually pretty violent and scary. You know, they sort of they become kind of these soft mystical creatures in, in like the present time. Uh, but it's so dumb and so <laughs> funny. And then when it impales that dude at the end, <laughs> ah, it's good. I really, I thought, that was, good. I thought that was a nice little slice of a, of a weird monster. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. I, uh, for ours, I'm going to be, try to be as vague as possible here. Cause I highly recommend this movie. It's called blood beach. You can watch it for free on YouTube. It's actually not available anywhere else. Not even on Blu-ray or anything. Yeah. It was put out on VHS and that's it. <laughs> but you can watch it for free on YouTube. It's not great quality, but it's so worth dealing with the shitty quality for the movie. It's about this beach that's eating people. And it, it takes this very seriously, this whole premise. And it does a very good job of it. And the whole movie, you are like, what is this? Like, what is eating these people? Like, it's just people are falling into the sand and being consumed. And when you finally find out, it is very gratifying. Ooh, like, you're just I like, okay, wait. cool. Yes, I'm into this. It's, it. yeah, I, I'll, I'll stop there. But I will just okay. say that is my teacher's creature. Yeah, we gotta watch that. <laughs> yeah, I love this title, Blood Beach. That's perfect. You should check out the poster. It's iconic. It's so good. It's just a woman being <laughs> swallowed by sand. Also, this movie has so it's so well written. It's got so like Burt Young is in it. John Saxon is in it. Like already right there, you should see it. There's this amazing scene that <laughs> I can't, you know what? I can't like it's just great. It's uh, yeah. You should just check it Sorry. out. Check out Blood Beach. Sorry, I don't mean to. I'm just going to piggyback on everything everyone says. I'm just going to do that. That's, That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, well, my mine were the the crawlers from the descent. <gasps> yeah, I love them. They were very um, good. Not only because they look disgusting, but they have a whole backstory and explanation for why they look how they do. There are males. There are females. There's like a family dynamic social system and these like underground humanoid gross things and i and i i also love them because they <laughs> they full out brawl with the characters of the movie like they're like fist fighting <laughs> creatures in the caves and it's just wonderful yeah all around i agree i think that those are also some of my absolute favorite movie monsters uh, or the crawlers from the descent. They're so creepy. Yeah, they're so creepy. Yeah. They're so creepy. And, yeah. And well, the movie's what, 15, 16 years old at this point? And they oh, still God. Look, they still look gross. They're not they haven't dated really. They don't look dated. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great effects. Really, really great. Like great yeah. cinematography and great effects in that movie. Yeah. I am torn between all, the the very wild, diverse ecosystem that is the creatures of Zombie Three, <laughs> because none of these monsters feel like they're the same kind of monster, <laughs> and they're all supposed to be zombies. It's insane. Like, there's a zombie, a flying zombie head. There's a fast machete zombie. There are ninja zombies. It's cra- It really it feels like there's an entire 
like biosphere <laughs> of different zombies from probably different regions in this in this movie. They're but zombie I, birds. Zombie birds, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also want to use the other one of the other beach movies we did because the the creatures in the horror of Party Beach, like when the when you find out what they are, the explanation of them and. Uh, it, it's so cool. It's so such gross. an inch, and they're so gross. They're so gross. But just the story of what they are, and I feel like I don't. I can spoil it. It's yeah, not I mean, like you, Blood you Beach. find out early on, like very early. They are um, a co- basically they're humanoid shaped colonies of microorganisms Whoa. that are that have taken possession of the skeletons of shipwrecked bodies at the bottom what? of the of the water it's so that's gnarly. cool it's yeah that's it's cool. really bizarre um but it's yeah it's cool it's like a I, I, it's like a weird way like they're kind of zombies but they're also kind of these like you know man made disaster creatures it's i don't know uh, humanoid like creatures are always the scariest. The ones that are sort of a reflection of us in some kind of way are always the scariest to me um, as far as really monsters go. Next superlative, we have the school spirit, your favorite supernatural entity. Chiet, who's yours? The Amityville Horror House from 1979's Amityville Horror. <laughs> this is classic haunting. Uh, and you know, it's like, I feel like it, you know, really set the standard for scary haunted houses, or at least like kind of visually, or the idea of like that a physical building could possess you and make you do evil things, or make you think about doing evil things. Uh, more specifically, in that movie, um, and I guess it also really sells the idea that no young families should ever move or try to get a deal on a house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, our generation can't anyway. <laughs> so, so, so we yeah. don't got to worry about it. <laughs> Have fun with that shit, Zillow. <laughs> My school spirit is Madeline O'Malley <gasps> from The Innkeepers. Innkeepers. Yeah. I, uh, you know, as we've said, I, we just love a sad lady in a dress. Love that. <laughs> and she, love she is the ultimate. For. She's creepy. She's uh, gothic she sits up in bed when you don't want her to um, <laughs> and she actually murders people she's actually a killer ghost so once again this is another category that we, we didn't watch a lot of films with actual spirits in them which is like what have we been watching <laughs> a lot of, a no lot of shark horror, zombie no and friday the 13th films sharks and zombies and leprechauns <laughs> oh my that's it that's our that's on our menu I will say we're going to talk about spirits this season on our show a lot, a lot. So uh, I'm excited about that. But until then, this year's school spirit award, I would like to nominate the beautiful Daria Nicolodi from mother of tears. Um, partly because she passed away last year, uh, November, 2020. And she also, this was her final film role. She had a couple television appearances, but this was her last film role. And she plays the uh, ghost mother of Zia Argento's character. 
And she was the one who was basically responsible for the Three Mothers trilogy, minus Mother of Tears. That was not her idea. But so it was just kind of nice that she got to even at least pop up at the end for the the rounding out of the trilogy. And she's an incredible writer that never got the credit she deserved. That's a nice tribute. Yeah. Thank you. We we love <laughs> Daria Nicolodi. I also went with a helpful ghost for mine. Is it my turn? I'm sorry. Did I fuck up? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy from Leprechaun Returns. Because I always, I don't know, he, he's, a fr- he's a complicated character. Uh, he's a frustrated character played by Mark Holston, who you might remember from Pee-wee's Big Adventure or the first Leprechaun movie. And he just has this, his character has this scene in Leprechaun Returns that I adore where he realizes that the protagonist that he's speaking to is, and his, his I, I feel like Ozzy's character in the first Leprechaun movie is a, very blatantly problematic representation. I think a little less so in Leprechaun Returns. I feel like he's given a lot more agency. He has he owns a business, you know. <laughs> um, but when he realizes that the protagonist he's speaking to is the the daughter of the character from the first movie played by Jennifer Aniston, and he, there's this like he gets. It's it's a very emotional scene. It's like a touching scene in such a quiet little way. And, and it makes me fall in love with this character. And when he comes back as a helpful spirit, it's, uh, it's, it's just great. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing helpful ghosts over at Look I, Good I like for helpful the Boys. ghosts, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. All A-plus nominations. Next up, Teacher's Nightmare. The real <laughs> asshole of a character. <laughs> You want to say it? Should we just say it? Look, say we, it. Just say it. We've we've cut Friday the Thirteenth from our thing here, but, but we always must acknowledge, in the context of asshole characters, Rick is the worst. Rick from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three <laughs> is unequivocally terrible. the worst. The worst Awful. who has ever lived. <laughs> it's terrible. But we can't give him we that award. He's not getting it because. But we just have to always he's acknowledge. So bad, that, right? Right. <laughs> It's he doesn't go to the school. And then all of our nominees. He's in the class <laughs> all <laughs> of his own. Yeah. <laughs> He's at the private school for bad kids. Oh, he would Wait, be. So he would be. Who did prick. he nominate? Rick, more like prick. Um, Mance from The Cellar, directed by Kevin S. Tenney, who, legend. Kevin S. Tenney, legend. Night of the Demons, Witchboard. Okay. But Mance is the the protagonist's father, but is also kind of the protagonist at times, which is shitty because he's an asshole. He's a bad dad. He's abusive. He hits his wife. And here's the thing. They're trying to maybe do the Amityville thing that you Mm. see so often where like the male patriarch figure is being influenced by Mm -hmm. the evil that's in the house. But Mm -hmm. that's not even what's happening here. This guy is just reacting to literally everything in the worst way you can react. It's just like he's toxic, macho horse shit on two legs. And he le- he locks his kid with the baby in the house while there's a monster. It's he's he's just sucks. And he doesn't at the end he's just like, "Oh, sorry. I guess I was an asshole." And then that's you're supposed to forgive him. Fuck that. Fuck Mance. Mance is not get piece of shit. <laughs> That's a real contender. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I went with a character, Vanessa, from the movie Cruel Jaws, because so she's the 
the girlfriend of the scientist character, the the kind of typical archetypal scientist character of shark movies, and specifically <laughs> so one he's hot. scene. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> where. The, the sheriff of the town comes to the scientist to ask for his help because there's been another victim of the shark. And when he turns to Vanessa and says, I have to go it, like look at this body, she has this total meltdown because they were supposed to go out <laughs> dancing and calls him like the worst human being ever and like just goes off on him and is like, fuck you for doing this to me, even though like people are dying. And then she immediately goes to this dance club and picks up another guy, the biggest asshole of the entire cast who was like a blatant antagonist to the scientist character and and then the next day shows up at you know the dolphin show where they all hang out to like babysit for this kid that's like his best friend's daughter as if nothing happened it's like no fuck you vanessa you don't get to be here anymore (laughs) (laughs) man oh man these people are real assholes (laughs) well my my pick for this is i think the ultimate teacher's nightmare um, because she thinks she's the teacher's pet and that's Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yeah. She's the worst, the worst kind of, of teacher's nightmare because she thinks that everyone loves her, including the teacher. Meanwhile, the teacher or the author is <laughs> turning everyone else being like, what's up with this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like she's fucking creepy yeah. and weird. Yeah. She's yeah. a real pain in the ankle, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. I was torn between two. One of them I already mentioned, which who I gave the class clown nomination to was Belial. Because in reality, that dude's a little asshole. The dude sucks. He's so mean. He's like mean. He's unsupportive of his brother. He's just like, he really, he's, he's a real fucking drag, you know? Like, and he sucks. Uh, but then my other, I was torn between Belial and Christian from Midsommar because we mm. know he's a bad dude. He's like mm-hmm. objectively like a bad boyfriend. And he's also like, he's also a little asshole. He's condescending. He doesn't like stand up for Danny or support her. But here's the thing: Danny might also be terrible. So it's like kind of like maybe she's maybe she's also a teacher's nightmare. She sucks too. <laughs> like she sucks. No, <laughs> Christian is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean Danny sucks, but nowhere near as bad as he sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Really he though, is... like I, I I'm kind of Team Christian in that relationship. What? Really? Yeah. What? Wow. Insanity. Insanity. <laughs> you are out I am never. Here. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, Do you guys know anybody that wants to start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) with me? Oh, man. It's true, though, because he also steals his friend's thesis ideas. He's like, oh, I guess I'll just do this. Like, come on, guy. He's like. He, to me, is the epitome of that, like, straight white male privilege thing yes. that, like, is oh, 90% yeah. of who my sisters have dated and I can't stand. Where it's like, they, they, they always just think they're in the right, even when they're, like, objectively doing wrong things. It's funny. If he were in an Italian movie, he would be the hero. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of assholes in here. This might have been the hardest category to narrow down from the field next to hair, I yeah, think. Movie. Last up, we have joined at the hip. We got cutest couples, duos, best friends, 
uh, yeah, two people who are inseparable. And uh, I'll go first because we've mentioned him already. But mine (laughs) goes to formerly conjoined twins, Dwayne and Belial from Basket Case. Um, They got not only the twin thing, but they have that psychic bond. Um, He's got that, Dwayne's got that cute little basket that he carries his brother in, even though... (laughs) He's this, you know, horrific monster. He <laughs> feeds him, feeds him hamburgers. Um, you know, they get into some fights. They they don't they don't have a perfect, you know. But who, you know, who does? Again, I do have to stand by the fact that Bilal's a little asshole. <laughs> I went with Jim and Brandon from Witchboard. Uh, kind, I just kind of ship those two. <laughs> I think they've just got. I can go on and on about Witchboard and how great I think the script is and how. I think it it's doing more with human connection and uh, human drama and, and social relationships in its in its themes and its story and its characters than any movie that you could call post horror in the last ten years. All these you know, movies that get praised for doing something different. I think Witchboard is doing all of that even better, <laughs> and I think that a lot of that is in the relationship between Jim and and Brandon, the complexities and. The ways that they, you know, the history they have and how they don't get along and how when they do get along, there's this like magic in it that you just love. Um, there's like a, <laughs> I think Philip and I might read too much into it, but there's like a will will they or won't they kind of thing going on. I don't think so. I mean, they're staying in a hotel room together and like, there's a lot of scenes in that hotel room and there's just the whole time I'm just like, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. You'll be so much happier. Just do it. Um, yeah, Jim and Brandon, it's just, it's sweet and it's touching. And there's a lot of interesting relationships in that movie, you know, Jim and Lloyd, Jim and Linda, Brandon and Linda, the ghost kid and the, (laughs) yeah, Jim and, sorry, Jim and Brandon. I also went with one that I, we both read more than was in the text with, we both shipped, uh, Art and Tony from Leprechaun 3. That movie's getting a lot of nominations today. Uh, (laughs) So Art and Tony, they're loan sharks that are going after the head of this casino for money that he owes them. And so they spend a lot of time just hanging out and talking about the most banal things like underwear, (laughs) underwear, underwear choices and how like they hate when it rides up, but like they're really cute together and it's clear they have something going on. There's something going on between the two of them. Genuine chemistry. Yeah. Like it's really hot. They are both really hot and there's sparks flying, even when they're just talking oh, about man. underwear riding up their legs. <laughs> I like that because that's like using the fear book to thrust those two together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's without take, their let's, consent. <laughs> let's see. I think they'd be into let's it. Let's play matchmaker with some of these folks. Uh, my 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 couple award is for goes to Red and Mandy from 2018's Mandy. Because there is no other horror movie couple for me. And I think Robin and I, we talk about Mandy as much as we talk about Jennifer's body. Like, it's come up on multiple episodes. (laughs) But, like, they are, I mean, the best, most beautiful, like, couple. And they have such, like, uh, such a short amount of screen time together. But in those few scenes, feels like, Mm -hmm. like, Nicolas Cage's rage in that movie, uh, from how much he was in love with Mandy is like so is like so visceral and so palpable and so just like in the bones every time I watch this movie. 
man, I think that they, they're the best. There's no other, no other horror movie couple for me. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good sure. one. Next up, I want to know what you guys have chosen for your senior quotes. But don't tell us what movie it's from because we're going to guess. I'll go first because I actually need help with this one from Andy. Oh, do you want me to? Oh, are we doing? Uh, You're going to play the role of Nick. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, you ready? I love this. A performance. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Rubber baby buggy bumper. (laughs) You people give me the creeps. Hey, where do you think you're going? I'm going back to bed. You want to come? Look, Melissa, just stay here with us. Not my style. Don't go out there. Fuck you. You No, fuck you both. (laughs) And then she proceeds to get an axe to the face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your help. Wait, so is her quote, fuck you, fuck you both? I mean, it's kind of the whole thing. We we honestly, every line in that that she says, we quote to we each other all the time. We repeat it to each other all the time. And also uses sign-offs on our show. I literally, I look at his dogs and say, you people give me the creeps. Every time, I every time Andy leaves my house, I yell after him, fuck you both, even though it's just him. I feel like I th- that line uh, about the creeps is very familiar to me but i don't know i don't know it but i'm gonna guess based on past uh superlatives that it's from (laughs) (laughs) no but i know i'm wrong i'm actually gonna give you a hint he's cheating right now yeah i cheated cheated. i probably should have started by saying that Is this, this is from a, a, a film that we decided was not going to be included in our superlatives. Yeah, that we said at the beginning uh, of the show. I mean, I feel like for senior quote, that the rules are off. Well, you know? yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this you is made supposed up that to encompass rule, so your you entire time in high school, so. This character, too, is a character that had we considered Friday the 13th. Thir- which well, and we, well, know that. we all know it's from Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the Andy, we figured it out. Oh, okay, I'm that? sorry. Well, you might have thought it was Night of the Demons. So it's Friday the 13th, part seven, A New Blood. And the character is Melissa, who is probably, honestly, genuinely my favorite asshole character. Yeah, she's the in best asshole character. Any horror film. Yeah. Because she is genuinely psychotic she is so unhinged the choices she makes you're just like what is going on in your head right now i love a i love a two-person senior quote (laughs) a conversation (laughs) if you will i'll do my senior quote and i already know that robin's gonna know what it is we'll see our father why art thou such a dick you see a girl and reveal your true self that kingdom sucks they will be done in the crotch of an old grandpa. Let us today go fuck the son of Mary. That's a really good one. That's great. <laughs> Andy, do you, uh, you Am I the only like one that doesn't? I feel like I got it and now I don't. Is it? Is it Jennifer's body? No. How not. stupid am I that I don't get this? I actually don't know either. It's from Lose. Uh, okay. A movie we did the season. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. I saw that at the sea, actually, with the aforementioned Keith Garcia, who, by the way, yeah, I just want to say, love him again. I, I almost said for um, Join at the Hip, I almost said me and Keith Garcia, actually. I almost. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. 
such a funny incantation. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good senior quote. I kind of want to go back in time and put that in my yearbook. Mine is <clears throat> movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Scream, scream! I would also put Billy Loomis at the top of my list of psychos that I would still sleep with. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a stew. Are you? I'm be. more of a stew. I don't like the Billy's too. No. <laughs> Can I have them both together, that, though, at the same time? Is it the gel is that an option? in his hair? Is, it, is that what the problem is? It's the smirk. <laughs> you know, it's the... the <laughs> It's the smirk. It's when he, you know what it is? It's when he comes to her place yeah. at the beginning, the first scene he's in. Yeah. And he's doing the whole speech about the exorcist. Yeah. And he knows that it, it's like he knows it's going to work. And I fucking hate that. I don't know. There's something about his confidence that, like, that pisses me off. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I'm not saying we have to like have a conversation. I'm not trying. To. I mean, tr- yeah. I mean, also, like, I haven't slept with people I can't stand. You know. <laughs> Who am I? Yeah, if Billy Loomis, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would make a mixtape for Stu. <laughs> That's the name of my new podcast, Mixtape for Stu. Okay, so mine, uh, oh brother, you ain't seen living till you've seen Tina swing. And I only pick it because it's a character that's like maybe my favorite character of anything we watched last year. I mean, for a senior quote, it's probably not great. I feel like people would see that and be like, who's Tina? I'm <laughs> Tina. We're all Tina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone that's been wronged that's clear. is Tina. Everyone who needs to get away from their shitty boyfriend to have a good time for a couple minutes and then swim out to the rocks and sit there alone before getting eaten by monsters from the fucking ocean is Tina. That's all of us. We're all Tina. <laughs> Is this also Blood Beach? What movie is that? Horror of Party Horror Beach. Horror of Party Beach. Mm. I will also just add, just this is who Tina is as a person. When she first gets to the beach party, she immediately shoves this other woman off the dance floor and just takes her partner <laughs> and then gets like real, like for 1960s, like real fresh with this guy on the dance floor. And then like mid-dance, she starts like wooing this biker dude that's on the edge, like onto the dance floor and shoves this guy to the side. Like, she just, Tina does what Tina wants to do. Tina, yeah, Tina is all drive. You know, she's, <laughs> there's no brakes on that car. Well, I think that's the perfect sentiment to send us into our futures, you know? Yeah. 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 You ain't seen living till you've seen the class of 21 swing. <laughs> <laughs> Brother. Exactly. Fantastic work, folks. It's an honor being your teacher advisor, and I believe this is going to be the best fear book ever. A word of advice as you leave high school and enter the real world. Stay adventurous and stay alive. Oh, I don't know why I said that last part, but good advice nonetheless. 